You are listening to Mum Lol's podcast with Beck Sandell, episode five. Welcome to Hashtag Mum Lol's podcast, where we are all about sharing encouragement, experiences, info and lols. Every week, Hashtag Mum Lol's meets here so we can help each other feel a little less insane as we experience our journeys of motherhood. And now your host, Beck Sandell. Good morning, my loves. How is life? What's been happening for you? How have you been feeling? Are you having some good days? Are you having some harder days? I apologize for the lateness of this podcast. I realize it's been uh, almost two weeks since the last. Uh, I have moved house and I've done that pregnant and it's been more challenging than I thought it would be. I I don't know if anybody else seems to do this, but I do seem to do this where um, I guess particularly with pregnancy, uh, I have been a doula for a while and a chiropractor who works a lot with pregnant women. And so I know from learning from other women all the different possibilities that can happen during pregnancy, maybe not all, but most of them, um, and have watched other women experience them. But for some reason, when I became pregnant, I thought I would be the exception to every rule. <laughs> I don't know why. Why do we think that the things would never happen to us and that it'll happen to other people, but not us? I thought I wouldn't get any morning sickness because I don't know why. I just thought I wouldn't. I had the most horrific morning sickness ever. <laughs> and I just had to take three days off work uh, this week. Sorry if you can hear the nice truck in the background. It's a bus. Oh no, it's a truck delivering to Coles. I'm in my new house. Uh, and I had to take three days off work because I was just flattened. Not sick, but just had to sleep all day. Um, and I thought I would be able to power through my whole pregnancy, feeling fab with all the energy. I don't know why. I just thought I would be the exception to the rule. But just because you know the things doesn't mean that you are the things. You Just because you know how a good, you know, how a good running style should look doesn't make you a runner. Just because you know how to eat healthy doesn't make you skinny. Just because you know about pregnancy doesn't make you have the perfect pregnancy, which is a huge shock to me. I feel very disappointed. So I'm just learning a very big lesson to look after myself and my growing baby, who's doing great and has literally turned into a basketball in the last four days, which is new for me and interesting. We have just moved house, like I said, uh, hence you can hear the Coles truck. We've got some nice, I'm looking straight out onto some beautiful gum trees. Um, and then on the other side of that is the Coles car park, which is great because it's all close for us. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're, this is, we're almost one week into our new house. So I'm fully unpacked. That happened yesterday. Congratulations, self. I cannot handle being in a transition zone when it comes to my space, my home space. I really, I love transition. I love growing pains and I love all of those things when we're moving through different life lessons. I think it's fascinating. I think it's wonderful to learn that way. But when it comes to my space that I physically exist in, uh, in order for my brain to work properly, (laughs) it needs to be really clear and ordered and together. I think I spoke about this before on another podcast, how uh, the most scary thing about me having a child for me is the idea that my house is not going to be ordered. That I'm all for the birth. I'm all for the sleeplessness. I'm all for the, 
exhaustion and the you know learning all these difficult things and having to care 24 7 for a child but I swear if my house is messy it's not going to work out (laughs) which I know is going to happen so (laughs) let's just see but I had to unpack and I had to unpack quickly so that I could uh, I don't know create my mental space again so that's all done and I feel much more relaxed today ready to go back to work and uh, I've been sleeping better since that's happened Um, so since I've been doing more of that so anyway that's a very big side note but thank you for your patience as we have moved and uh, I'm getting used to being pregnant Uh, and I will catch that episode up because I have committed to 200 so one week at some point you will get two instead of the one and uh, hopefully they'll all be released at 7 a.m on a Friday instead of being late uh yes anyway today we have a really juicy topic i mean i feel like they're all juicy but this is particularly juicy because it raises so much maybe it just did for me when i first learned it but it raises so much mm, emotion and i often it raises a lot of resistance when you're learning about this one you just go nope don't agree like your whole body wants to tell the person who's teaching you that they're wrong. I certainly was very shocked to take time to understand this concept. And I know I say that every week because every week the concept is quite in depth. But um, and 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 uh, I don't even know how to like ingrained emotionally in us. And so when we challenge these beliefs and concepts, uh, it can be very confronting, but this one may, it may not for you, which would be great, but it may bring up a lot of resistance. But I just want you to go with me and see again, how you feel about thinking about this, uh, this different way. Today's title is your partner is not responsible for your happiness. Now, we're going to talk about this, obviously, in depth. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Please, if you have any questions as we go through this or any rebuttals or any, you know, that can't work in my situation kind of thing, please email me at mumlolspodcast at gmail.com and we can open up the conversation um, between myself and yourself or if you would like me to do a different portion of this topic on another episode you can bring up a a, you know subsection and we can go through that so uh, I've noticed a tendency which I'm sure we can all agree and I'm including myself 100% in this tendency uh, for women to I mean men do it too but for women to complain about their partners uh, it has become more common practice amongst women to talk them down to belittle them, to query their purpose in even existing at all, <laughs> which I've heard on multiple occasions. And I and have said in the past, I've said that, why do they even exist? We could just do it all ourselves now with donor babies. <laughs> and I want to challenge, I'm challenging myself to stop this, but I want to challenge you to stop this because when we do this, we're perpetuating in our own brains beliefs such as, and we're ingraining creating these false beliefs, should I say, because they are very much emotion and very much not fact, uh, such as, oh, he never helps out. Oh, he never does anything useful. Oh, he's just like having another child. I hear that so much. Oh, he just always sits on the couch. Oh, he, ex- he expects me to be his mother. He expects me to clean up after him, etc., etc. 
I'm sure you could write a couple of sentences that fit in that list. Um, but there are these two, these types of partner depre- de- deprecating thought patterns. They do two things or one of two things. One, actually they do two things. One, they create expectations within yourself about your partner that may never be met, leaving you feeling miserable. So he never helps out. I need him to always help out. Or he never does anything useful. I need him to always be useful. Or he always sits on the couch. I need him to never rest. I need him to always be up when I'm up. They create expectations within yourself about your partner that may never be met. And that leaves you feeling miserable. And the second thing is, they chip away at your relationship and love for your partner until there's nothing left leaving you feeling miserable. At this point, often women will say, so what am I supposed to ignore how much crap my partner is, how, how crap they are, how much they never help, and just believe in unicorns and leprechauns and all the corns and live happily ever after. And I would respond to that in this way after learning this because I was stuck in that thought pattern too. You know, Well, if I'm supposed to just what am I supposed to do? Just ignore all of that and just keep doing the amount of work that I'm doing and feeling as tired as I'm feeling all the time with no help. Um, And I would respond like this. From how I see it, we all have two choices. We can, when it comes to our feelings about our partner, we can stay the same. We can be frustrated, having expectations that are never met feeling unhappy, chipping away at our relationship, digging deeper into a hole of isolation and anger, which is unspoken very much of the time, except in yelling matches, of course. Uh, Or the other choice can be we can be different and we can look at an alternative perspective, which is what we're going to go through today. So hopefully I raise for you some ways of readdressing, reframing your feelings and your um, well, I don't want to say attitude because it's got so many connotations, but your your feelings and your framing of your partner uh, and hopefully it will help your relationship. I'm going to suggest something here that I hope you really consider. Your partner is not there to make you happy. They are there for you to love them. Your partner is not there to make you happy. They are there for you to love them. When I first heard this, I found it a very hard concept to digest. It's so opposite of what we have been taught and usually very different from what has been modeled to us through our parents or other couples relationships and definitely through TV and TV programs. But bear with me and let me take you on this thought journey and see what you think. We are taught and modeled our whole lives to look externally for happiness in general. If I just buy this thing, it will make me happy. Hence, the addiction of online shopping and in-person shopping. Love both. Do buy things. And I am working on that. (laughs) If I just have the right job, it will make me happy. We blame our happiness on our crap job. If I just had better friends, then I would be happy. If I just had the perfect body, obviously. If I was just skinny, mate, roses, I would love life. If I just, if my own mother was less frustrating, 
I would be happy. I actually love my mum. She's not very, most of the time, she's not very frustrating. I'm sure I'm frustrating to her too, so I'm sure it goes both ways. And maybe it's mother-in-law for you. Or if I just had nicer kids, I would be happy. If they were just more considerate, I would be happy. If I just had an attentive partner, I would be happy. Ironically, it is this expectation that external things will make us happy that makes us so unhappy. Because, which I'm sure you have noticed over time, these things never make us happy. Because when we get the skinny body, if you've been through that experience, we don't ever really appreciate it. We always look back later and be like, why didn't I... Why didn't I appreciate the body I had then? That body is amazing. Now look at me. We look back and we think, why didn't I appreciate it then? Or if our kids are a bit nicer one day, we push them to do this chore as well or do that as well. Or we hope that they continue that way. You know, we keep pushing our expectations greater and greater and greater because our happiness pin moves and it needs more and more external things to keep making sure that we stay happy. Either we feel let down because these people didn't meet our expectations that we had placed on them, asking them to make us happy. Sounds funny when you say it that way, huh? Or they didn't meet our, they did sometimes, they do, they do meet our expectations, the house, the car, the body, the friends, the kids, and we find we still aren't happy. And we were on to the next thing, asking it to make us happy so that we could keep that happy feeling going. We honestly need to cut this shit out because it is making us miserable. External things slash people cannot make you happy. The sooner we realize this and cement this into our bones, the better our lives can become. The real journey can begin and development and creation of our own happiness can actually start. Have you ever tried to make someone permanently happy? Have you ever tried to make your partner permanently happy? And I mean to their expectations, not to yours. Do you think that would be possible for you to do that? And I don't just mean one day a year, not just on Father's Day, not just on a birthday. I mean every day of the year, every day, permanently happy. Whatever they want, whatever's going to make them happy, according to their perceptions, you're going to do it 100% and keep them happy. Everything they need and want to make them feel happy according to their own calibration, meeting their expectations every day forever. Also, you have to read their mind as part of their expectations that they want you to anticipate all the things that they need to make them happy without them telling you. Do you think if they request that of you, it would be a reasonable request? Why? Why do we expect this from our partners? It kind of makes us insane to expect this from another person. And yet so many of us put this level of pressure on our partners often we turn to these external sources like our partners looking for someone to make us happy because we aren't willing to put in the work for ourselves 
We are too tired to look after ourselves with such care and love and adoration and kindness. And yet, we expect that our partners can, and worse, we expect that they should. The truth of a lasting relationship is this. Your partner is not there to make you happy. You are responsible for your own happiness always. Your partner is there so you have the privilege of loving them. You are, you are in a relationship with your partner so that you get to love them. Take that unreasonable pressure off them. We would never expect, when we, when we think about it in that way I just described, we would, never, we would never think that's a reasonable request someone's making of someone else. And yet, for some reason, we get to the point where that doesn't apply to us and we expect that from our partner. It's insane. <laughs> when you think about it, truly, it's insane. Take that unreasonable pressure off them and put that responsibility back onto yourself where it should be. Not on your kids, not on your perfect body, not on your job, not on your mum's or your mother-in-law's behaviour, not on your finances. Your happiness is your own responsibility and yes, that is very heavy and that can make us feel very depleted and, and a little bit hopeless at first. But it also gives you all your power back. Your happiness isn't subject to any more external factors. The control is actually yours. You do not have to wait for the perfect job. You do not have to wait for the perfect body. You do not have to sit there waiting for your partner to get up and help you fold the clothes. You do not have to wait for your kids to stop being little buttheads. You don't have to wait for any of these things. You can generate that happiness within yourself and how you think about the world, what you believe in, what your beliefs are, and how you conduct yourself. You can change your level of happiness and general joy without having to wait for any external circumstances. How fantastic is that? Imagine if we always had to wait for someone to do the thing. Ugh, that's why we're frustrated in the first place, because it doesn't happen very often. It's actually up to us, which is a beautiful thing. Look at your partner with no expectations and just allow them to be there for you to love them. It's actually a huge privilege for you to have them in your life for you to love. They don't have to be there. They do not have to be there. My partner, he does not have to stay. He's an adult. He can leave if he wants. He can choose that. Whatever that means I think about him is... Be, it's not even part of the point. He doesn't have to be here. They are choosing to be there with us for us to love. It's actually a beautiful gift to have someone by your side who chooses to be there with you. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. Like, if I think about this for too long, I'm going to start pregnancy crying. No, I just start normal crying, but I'm pregnant, so I blame it on that. <laughs> I am so grateful that my partner has chosen me to be here with me so that I can love him. It is so wonderful having him around.
It is so nice to not be alone. It is so nice to have that companionship in my life. What a privilege for me to have him. This sometimes is very hard to come to terms with and it's not an easy change of perspective at all, especially when you're in a long-term relationship, which has happened to myself as well, where expectations have eroded the connection and ultimately severed the tie or you might be in the process at the moment where expectations are eroding the connection quite a lot between yourself and your partner Um, and you're in danger of ultimately severing the tie between you both Um, it's really hard for you to learn that you're responsible for your own pain from expectations that you've placed on your partner that are not being met it's actually up to you now We'll talk about that in a minute. Sorry, I'm just deciding how to order this. There there are societal constructs, advertising, modeling, gossip between each of us women, like I spoke about at the start, others telling us their expectations of what our partner should be doing. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Oh, your partner, man, that's not good enough. <laughs> oh, don't even. That's terrible. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> like, like they're projecting their expectations of what our relationship should be like of what our partner should be doing onto us. We have all of these different angles of pressure, advertising, modeling, gossip from other couples, gossip, others telling us their expectations of our partners. And all of these make our partners responsible for our happiness. And it's a terribly ingrained social belief. It's everywhere. It ruins relationships. 100% ruins relationships. Where do our expectations come from? And why do we have certain expectations in our heads? We can regularly recite to ourselves one of two scripts in our minds. The first one is this. All the reasons our partner sucks and aren't meeting our expectations to make us happy. So we can regularly tell ourselves that, oh, he didn't do this. Oh, he didn't do that. Oh, he never helps. He doesn't understand my feelings. He's not on my side. We're not a unit. Or we can regularly recite to ourselves the second script, all the reasons we love our partner. And this in turn fosters feelings of happiness generated within our own minds. That is taking responsibility for our own happiness. Stay with me here. What script... Are you defaulting to about your partner in your mind? When I find myself, and this has taken some practice and I am not perfect at it. So please don't hear me say, you just do this for a bit and then everything is hunky-dory. <laughs> hunky-dory. Lol. But when I find myself rambling off in my own head about the things that he isn't doing, isn't helping with, isn't acknowledging, is ignoring, I have practiced and still practiced stopping and noticing this mind chatter or shall we call it internal mind yelling (laughs) about how I am so right and he is so wrong, (laughs) right? I practice thinking about my partner and all these things that I love about him instead and I try and change my perspective instead of yelling at him in my head or in real life, I flip that around and just stop myself. Okay, this this is about packing the dishwasher. Is it necessary that I 
break down that connection between myself and my partner and erode it in this moment? Or can I ask for help really gently and then get on with it and practice thinking all the things that I love about him so that we don't have an air of contempt, anger and frustration in the house, but instead we have an air of calm, harmonious, loving and kind words and actions toward each other. I love thinking about how much I love my partner. I think it's a wonderful practice to start. I'd never really done this before. I did learn this off another podcast. By the way, my favorite podcast in the world is the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo. Uh, She has taught me how to think and she's brilliant. So if you're interested in some more juicy things, go there. The Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo. Amazing. But I love thinking about how much I love my partner. It's a wonderful practice to do. So for example, I love how scruffy and rugged he looks when he comes home from work. He's a scaffolder and he's all like, he's all dirty and he's all manly and he's all like, I just did lifting. (laughs) I don't know, but manly things. I love how the corners of his eyes crinkle up when he smiles, a full smile. How he always searches his own pockets for coins when we pass homeless people, especially when we're traveling. How he holds the door open out of respect for older people, and for me, but for older people. How he gets up and offers his own mum a chair every single time. How he gets excited about watching Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) How pumped up about life he is when he comes back from playing basketball or doing a heavy session in the gym. He is so vibrant. How much he loves eating cookies and milk and getting a bunning saucy. (laughs) These things he is not doing for me. This is just him. And he has chosen me to have the privilege of being the person that he is closest to. The person who gets to see his whole person. The privilege of loving him. And I get to enjoy feeling that feeling of love that I generate from my own mind about him when I think about him in a really positive frame. When I practice remembering and listing everything that I love about him. Now there is a caveat to this conversation which I want to address because I'm, I'm sure some of you have this in your mind. I do not expect him to make me happy. That is my own responsibility to do this in my own life for myself. However, there are certain behaviors that I personally would not tolerate. Deal breakers, if you will. And he has some for me too. And we have discussed these and found a plane of agreement. Everybody has their own deal breakers. And... It's okay to have deal breakers. You don't need to just blatantly, I've got my list of things I love about my partner and he can do whatever the hell he wants and it's totally acceptable to me. I am not saying that. What I'm saying is, if the deal breakers have not, aren't being broken and you do want to stay in that relationship yourself, it is your responsibility to keep yourself happy in that relationship and have your partner as a privilege for there for you to love them. 
The difference between an expectation of your partner to make you happy and a deal breaker is this. If he was not to meet my expectations to make me happy, that is on me. If he wants to cheat on me, for example, which is a deal breaker for me, he is allowed, he's an adult to choose to do what he wants. That is perfectly fine. But this behavior will end our relationship as it's a behavior that's a deal breaker for me. The conclusion of the relationship, the consequence of his behavior, that's actually on him. There's a few ways we've just got to tease this apart a little bit. So now this applies to any situation. I went to cheating because sometimes it's, you know, it's often, yeah, but what if they're cheating? How do you love them through that kind of idea? Um, We want to go to something really, really, really juicy and difficult so that the, the concept stands. The cheating itself cannot make me unhappy unless I choose to feel unhappy about it. And that is up to me. But my emotions and my happiness are my own responsibility, even in that situation. My happiness is still within my control in that circumstance. Now, this is a hard one, but let me just explain a little more. Can you see the distinction between the two? His actions as an adult are completely up to him. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. However, I have deal breakers that we're both aware of and vice versa. He has them for me that mean without emotion. Listen, you know, that's a deal breaker. It's just behavior that I won't accept. I'm, you know, that that will end a relationship. Fair enough. And then if that was to happen, then the relationship ends. Now, how we feel about that is actually our own responsibility. It feels blurry at first because we're not actually taught there is a distinction here. If I choose to end the relationship because I blame him for making me unhappy because he cheated, this is me making him responsible for my level of unhappiness, which is incorrect. If I choose to end the relationship as this behavior is a deal breaker, this is a separate issue to my level of happiness which is correct. I choose to feel, I can choose to feel about the cheating however I want. And if I want to feel like, hey, this makes him a S-word person and, and I'm really obviously heartbroken and all of these different feelings, they are all up to me. As long as I realize that my feelings are my own thought patterns coming from my mind leading to my own emotions of which I'm generating within myself. Just consider it this way. You can have two situations where, I don't want to bang on about cheating, but we're just using it as the example, as a deal breaker. You have two different relationships where for both women, cheating is a deal breaker. And one makes her partner responsible for her emotional reaction to that situation and doesn't get over it for 20 years and is bitter and is hateful and never mentions the name of the other partner that comes along in his life and and never really lets it go and really hangs on to all of that emotion because it's all his fault and look what he did to me. And then you'll have another woman 
who has had the same thing where somebody has cheated on her and she has dealt with her own emotion about that situation, let it go, decided to forgive, understood that it's her emotion in that situation and moved on and found someone new and is happy and has decided that she can take responsibility for how she feels Do you see what I mean? We can have the same situation, but two very different emotional responses. Now, it doesn't mean that the first situation, that guy was worse, necessarily. And it doesn't mean in that situation, the other guy, maybe he didn't cheat as bad. (laughs) It's just that the emotional response was owned properly in the second situation, whereas in the first it wasn't. I hope that makes sense. Now... This is not an episode to get bogged down, like I said, in this specific example, but I just want you to understand and recognize the distinction between happiness and whose responsibility it is and expectations and deal breakers, because I think that they making the distinction between the two is really important. The distinction between making your partner responsible for your happiness and deal-breaking behaviors that are separate from your happiness. I hope you're still with me. Ah. So I've got a few questions for you. And I think in another episode, maybe in a couple of episodes time, I'll just let this one settle first. But um, we will go into something like, should I choose to stay or how do I know whether to stay, you know, because it it does bring up a few questions like that. And I'd love to go through that topic on how I choose to stay in my relationship. And anyway, we'll go through it. But there's a couple of questions to end today and feel free to listen to it again and mull over the concepts because it definitely took me a while to integrate them um, and still do, obviously, at times. Uh, What script about your partner are you defaulting to? Are you always in your own head about how shite he is? Or are you always in your own head about how much you love him? It's amazing how much that will change your relationship. It is very hard to do at the start. I found myself internally raging, which I know a lot of us women deal with. We are internally raging at our partners. And we're trying to flip the script when we just want to strangle them. It's really hard, but it's possible. What script are you are you defaulting to about your partner? What script about your partner are you running through your head? What does it sound like? What are you actually saying? Write it down. Don't show him, hey, look, this is what I think about you. <laughs> but write it down so you can truly see it. Are you trying to make your partner responsible for your happiness? He's not doing this, so I'm unhappy. He's not doing that, so I'm unhappy. What are your expectations sitting there? Are they reasonable or not? Now, don't just say yes. I really want you to think about that. Yes, my expectations are reasonable. Obviously, I'm right. (laughs) It's going to feel like you're right, but I would really challenge that. Are you making yourself unhappy by asking your partner to meet all your expectations and being disappointed? Are you doing that to yourself? Can you let your expectations go and enjoy more the privilege of just having someone to love? Or are there deal-breaking behaviors that you actually need to address? Okay, my loves, this absolutely is a bigger topic than simply what what I've presented here today. 
But I hope this gets your mind considering your partner from a different perspective and considering your happiness from a different perspective. Remember, your happiness is your own responsibility. It's your mind. It's your thoughts. It's your feelings. It's your actions. No one can make you feel something you don't want to. It's actually up to you, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And darlings, until next week, smile, breathe, relax your shoulders down and give yourself a high five because you're the most capable, the sexiest, the strongest, most glorious woman I've seen all day. If you have found today helpful, please share it with a friend. Jump on iTunes and make sure you subscribe so that each new episode will just come straight through to you and you won't miss anything. Uh, And if you'd like to contact me, email me, mumlolspodcast at gmail.com.